Hello, I'm Dennis Jers, your door-to-door storyteller, and I'd like to give you a story. This story is called Convicted by Gretelyn Darkey. Jim belched and tossed his empty beer bottle into some overgrown bushes. It was good to be away, out here in the absolute middle of nowhere Pennsylvania, where his wife Angie couldn't pester him. Just Jim and his RV and the old woods, and a nice little lake overflowing with fish. Paradise. Angie hadn't wanted him to go, of course. She was so clingy, even after twenty years of marriage. And she got worked up so easily. She always came up with outlandish excuses to keep him from enjoying himself. First she warned him about bears, then drowning, and finally she'd gone on and on about some hyped-up news scare involving an escaped convict. She had even begged him to study the mugshot on her phone, but Jim wouldn't even glance at it. It was ridiculous. Everyone knew that journalists liked to blow things out of proportion just to frighten people. Fear sold better. Well, Jim had been planning this trip for months, and he wasn't about to give up a weekend of freedom for some fake news. What did it matter that a criminal had broken out of prison only two nights ago? Jim's fishing hole lay in a valley, fairly close to the prison and it only seemed logical to him that the convict would be long gone from the area by now. He told Angie that again and again in the days before he left, but she had still stood on the porch until he was out of sight, watching him with a crease deepening between her eyebrows. Jim hauled himself back into his RV and opened the mini-fridge. He could take a bologna sandwich and a couple more beers down to the lake for lunch and some fishing. He would put the silly convict business out of his head. This was his weekend, and he wouldn't let anyone ruin it, least of all his absent wife. As Jim poked his head back into the open air with his packed cooler, tackle box, and rod, he was surprised to find a tall, wiry man poking around the ashes of last night's fire. Lanky, as the stranger seemed, even crouched down, he had a stoop that gave Jim the impression of a small man. The intruder wore a bulky camouflage jacket that hung open over his neon orange hunting suit. The rim of a black Pittsburgh Pirates baseball cap shielded the man's face from view. The camper creaked as Jim stepped down out of it, and the skinny man straightened up quickly. Hi, the stranger barked, loudly and sharply like a gunshot. Hey, Jim answered cautiously. The man grinned, showing bright, white teeth. I just dropped something, he explained glibly, but I think I found it. Good, Jim looked the man up and down. Can I help you with anything? he asked. The man blinked and looked around. No, no, he said. I'm just hunting around here. Thought I'd take stock of my surroundings. Don't want to shoot anyone by accident. (laughs) Yeah, Jim agreed. That wouldn't be so good. Did you bring your wife with you? The man cocked his head in the direction of the RV. Little honeymoon getaway. (laughs) No way. I wouldn't let her come along for any money. The man smiled through slitted eyes, and Jim suddenly wished he hadn't said anything about Angie. The man slung his rifle off of his shoulder and planted the butt in the day-old fire ash between his feet. So, he said, idly tossing the rifle's muzzle between his long-fingered hands. What brings you out to this lonely little hole all by yourself? You a hunter, too? 
No, Jim said. Just fishing for a few days. Hmm. No friends coming along. Maybe bringing their own vehicles and supplies like a regular old wagon train? No. Look, uh, can I help you with something? The man shrugged. How much you got on you? Jim blinked. What? How much? The man stood still now. The end of the rifle clutched in his left fist. Look, I don't know what you're getting at, but... The stranger swung the rifle up into his right hand and cocked it with a menacing click-click. Then he lodged the butt in his armpit and trained the muzzle on Jim's face. Listen up, mister, the man said quietly. I want you to turn out your pockets real slow. I want to see car keys and a phone and any cash you got on you. Got it? Jim suddenly realized that it wasn't quite hunting season yet, and the color of the stranger's neon orange suit took on an ominous hue. Jim dropped his cooler and tackle box. Soon, the keys to the camper, a Verizon smartphone, and $21.52 lay in a heap in front of him. When he'd emptied his pockets, Jim raised his hands above his head. Good, the man said. Now turn around and go hug that big old tree over there. No, not that one, that one. Good, real good. Jim was just reaching around the trunk of the big oak and wondering if Angie would see this story on the news tomorrow when something hard hit the back of his neck. His forehead bounced off the rough bark of the oak tree, and then everything went black. Jim woke to harsh early morning sunlight and the strange feeling that someone was handling his head. Then he realized that someone was wrapping his head in a bandage, and it hurt terribly. Jim tried to sit up, but the person kneeling over him pushed him back down. None of that now, said a big, dark head framed in sunlight. You stay down until I'm finished here. Dimly, Jim realized that it must be a park ranger attending to his injuries, and what seemed like an enormous shadow against the blinding sunlight was only the man's wide-brimmed hat. While he waited for the ranger to finish, Jim let his eyes rove around the clearing. The RV was gone. His phone was gone. His money was gone. Even his cooler and tackle box were gone. Did you get him? Jim managed to croak out. His tongue felt too big for his mouth. Get who? Guy who knocked me out and took my stuff. The ranger pinned the bandage just above Jim's right eyebrow and helped him to sit up against the old oak tree. Sir, the ranger said, you're lucky to be alive. That guy killed the man he stole the rifle from. Don't you watch the news? Jim thought of Angie. Well, I... Listen up, sir. The ranger looked at Jim through narrowed eyes. We plastered the news with pictures of this guy. We let everybody know that he was dangerous, possibly armed, and probably still in the area. You must be the only guy in Pennsylvania who didn't know what was going on. That story went viral. Well, I, I didn't really look, actually. Don't you follow the news? Again, Jim thought of Angie. He put his hand up to touch the bandage, and noticed that the thief had even taken his wedding ring. He stared at his bare hand for a moment. Then his focus shifted, and he realized that the ranger was reaching out a big brown hand to help Jim get up 
and into the Pennsylvania Park's pickup truck. Hey, can I make a call? Jim asked as he buckled his seatbelt. I guess so. The ranger pulled out his phone. Who do you want to call? My wife. I have to tell her something. Jim swallowed hard. It's important. You just listened to Convicted by Gretelyn Darkey. Read to you by your door-to-door storyteller, Dennis Jers. Thank you for listening. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater. With the permission of the licensor, granted under a copyrighted license agreement. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.